episode zero zero four, baby. More than sweat. <laughs> More than sweat. Hey, what's up? Whew, nothing much. How are you? Uh, it's been a week. It has been a week. I was asking somebody if Mercury was in retrograde. They said no. They it's said not. the planets are aligning, and I feel very unaligned. If the planets could just leave me the, the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> We'd really appreciate it. I feel like, you know, when people sync up with their period, Uh huh. I feel like we've, this we've week, s- we've synced up with we've like. We've synced up with our, like, like shit, this world, <laughs> it, this whole week. Has we just been. got all fucked from different sides. Okay. Uh, we were talking about this when we were like doing testing. Um, I saw somebody was posting like, Britney Spears is showing her butthole on Instagram. There's a polo, polio outbreak. Um, everybody just voted for (laughs) marriage and interracial marriage to not be, they're like, what is happening? I was like, dude, first of all, are we vaccinated for polio? (laughs) I think we are. I I feel like there, is it polio? Am I saying that right? Yeah. yeah. I want to say polo, like Marco Polo. No, polio. (laughs) Anyway, there was like a New York case. I'm like, y'all, we're bringing, come on. Yeah. Can we please not go there? Anyway, it's just been it's been a really, really hard mom week. Um, Zach's out of town. He's been out of town since Sunday. It's now currently Thursday night, and he doesn't get back till late Friday. Um, and it's it's just been challenging, and you've had a lot going on, and so we've been texting each other back and forth, just like, I cried Are you alive? <laughs> yeah, how many times have you cried? I cried in my car today. How much did you? And you're like, mm-hmm, I'm going to go cry now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Just text me after. Let me know how your cry was. <laughs> okay, bye. That's honestly the text. That was the text. I'm like, you okay today? She's like, uh huh. I'm gonna cry. I'm like, okay. Oh, like seven in the morning. I'm like, okay. Text me when you're done. And then also, um, are we still meeting tonight? Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's just like, oof. anyway. Yeah. Um, but no, we're 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 good. We're good. We're alive. We're positive. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's you know healthy. Yeah. Um. Okay, so question of the day. Question of the day to get <laughs> us started off of our tangent yeah. of depression. Um, what TV show are you currently binging right now? Okay, so I always I'm gonna tell you two. Okay, <clears throat> I have two too. I always do this where I like when I so I've been having anxiety. I'm I'm pregnant. I can't take. I usually do like melatonin or CBD or valerian. You can't take any of that shit. Do we think that studies are happening right now where pregnant women are smoking pot? Oh, Can yeah. Can somebody... I know I, a lot of people... Well, I, I, I say feel a lot. Like, I know... Yeah. It, there are and aren't. I know a lot like of... Like, I hate for that baby to be the guinea pig baby, but I feel like this needs to be studied because I think pot... I obviously am a big pothead, so I think that cures everything. <laughs> So I will let you know when I read that study. study okay. <laughs> I know some women use cannabis while they're pregnant and breastfeeding. Um, Back to this. I do not <laughs> use the cannabis. No, I know you don't. I know. <laughs> Just you don't. in case anyone's like, um, I do not. But the anxiety has been really weird and it's just been a different pregnancy. So sometimes when I lay down at night, I can't close my eyes. So I like to watch. This is my tangent. I like to watch like old school things that I've seen a thousand times. Like I've watched Friends, Friends a million times. Yeah. I've watched Will and Grace, Sex whatever. Sex in the City, Sex in the City, Insecure, Insecure, Love, Fuck. Love. Everybody needs to watch Insecure. If you have not seen it, yeah. it took me a while to get into it. It's so good though. It's so good. So good. I 
and watching Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. Which is like, I used to watch it when I was younger. And when you watch this stuff when you're older, you're like, the hell? <laughs> it's so bad. But it's just like, it's one of those things you fall asleep to. And if you mistap the episode, you don't have to. It's just so dumb. Yeah. It's very mindless. Like sometimes I'll just put it in the background and listen to it and close my eyes. Uh, so I, I watched that. I don't even know what episode in season. It's just playing through. But um, I, this is so dorky. Ugh, I watch, I'm watching Virgin River. Okay. I've watched a lot of like the little mini Netflix stuff, but season four just came out and our friend was like, so excited about <laughs> it. So I won't call her out. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, shit, okay, I'll watch it. It's so Bad. Yeah, I'm only on like episode one of season. Four. I mean, I've it's, watched all three seasons of that too. I just haven't. It's just started so bad. Four. It's so bad that you watch it and you're like, "Why am I watching this?" Through the whole episode, you're like, "The acting is horrendous. The storyline is bananas." Yeah, yeah. But c- Virgin River looks beautiful. However, I'm pretty sure Virgin River is in a big drought right now and completely drying. Really? Up. Yeah. Hashtag. We can't host a retreat there. Environmental. <laughs> downfall okay we need to we're looking for our next location everyone okay yeah it's not there because virgin river is now virgin stream oh shit it's bad i just saw that i didn't even know it was a real place it is and it looks very pretty oh and that's all what about you okay um i have three okay one is everything's trash it's on yeah with phoebe robinson hilarious number two is loot on Apple TV. That's the one about the sir, the chef, right? No, but you uh, have to watch that too. That's Bear. Bear, Bear. Okay, bear. no, Loot is with Maya Rudolph. Oh, and yeah. She yeah. is an ex-wife of a billionaire. It's so mm. fucking funny. It's it's Chef Kiss. So yeah, I'm good. gonna watch that. Next. So good. That's it. but what's that on Hulu? No, that's on Apple TV Plus. Okay, I'm watching that. Next. Yeah, it's very good. And I haven't binged it because there's only one episode. I think there's a new episode tonight. I'll go watch it. Der- there's a Derek Jeter documentary called, uh, you told me about this <laughs> called the captain and I started watching it I was too stoned to watch it because I really needed to pay attention so mm-hmm. I watched it today I completed the first episode it just makes my heart melt yeah. I have so much nostalgia for the Yankees mm-hmm. obviously growing up in New York but my dad was die hard Yankee fan die hard yeah like my brother's bedroom wall is all pinstripe wallpaper yankee border we had season tickets we still have season tickets like i've gone to world series games it brought back so many memories Mm -hmm. like in such a good way my dad you know passed away two years ago at pretty much the thick of covid and it was devastating yeah, so we're going to dive into this right yeah, now, so everybody. It's, yeah, we're going to so talk you, about this. We're going to... If this triggers anybody, I apologize, but we are going to talk about grief, losing a parent. Um, not an easy subject, not something that I ever thought I would get to a place to be able to talk about without being mm-hmm. like hysterical. I'm happy that I'm in a better place with it. It's, a, it's something I think we have to talk about because it's part of who you are and it's a recent... It's recent, you know, it's, it was a few years ago, but it's, it was not that long ago and it happened at such a like crazy world time Yeah, that it, it, it may, and I'm sure anyone who lost anybody during COVID, um, 
can relate or maybe find comfort in hearing you speak about your grief because ultimately that's what we want to talk about fun, silly things, but we also want to talk about things that are real. And if you've lost somebody, maybe Maria can help guide you through some of her grief in what she went through and you can find comfort Yeah, in it. Yeah. So he passed in April of 2020. He passed in New York, which New York was like legit under fire with COVID. So we didn't have a funeral. I couldn't go up to see my family, which looking back on it is so fucking wild. Like, yeah, I couldn't like hug my mom. Wild. Like absolutely insane. Yeah. I remember coming over here to your house. It was the first time that we all hugged. Right. Like it was like a month since we had like we had hung out. We had kept distance. We were very socially responsible during COVID. And. I do remember that. And like we, we were put like, on masks. We? I think we put on gloves. gloves. <laughs> yeah. And our like shirts. And we were like, we're going to hug. hug. Yeah. Because it was really, it was that point of COVID still where you, I remember this, you had brought over Charlie. Well, you I were supposed pregnant. to have your baby shower that it weekend. Got canceled. Yeah. And so you brought over onesies for him. Um, and you were like trying to be a trooper and like give me baby stuff and I could just see the pain on you. And we were like, I was like, should we just like mask up and glove up? And yeah. And we, we hugged. Just hug. we and hugged I think we all the- just hugged and cried. <laughs> Which was like looking, we're such, we're very affectionate friends. Uh-huh. And like we hug each other. We like, we're just on top of each other a lot. So yeah. like COVID was strange for us because we couldn't like touch we each were, other. And we took it serious. Like yes. we, we, t- we paid our dues, man. Yeah. We were like. Like I went home to New York to see my dad for yeah. that week and like you know, say, you know, and hang out with him. And I honestly naively thought, I didn't think that was going to be the last time that I saw him, but I came home and I, two weeks I fucking quarantined. I didn't see you guys. Yeah. We I remember like, you were really big, yeah. very, very big yeah. on it. Um, but yeah, that was, it, it was really very not fair. Yeah. It was also very, and I'm sure <laughs> anybody that's lost somebody close, like very surreal. And I didn't feel the impact of losing him because I don't live in New York and I'm not around him all the time. Right. Like we would talk on the phone, but he wasn't like, I didn't feel it the same way my brother did because my brother would be over there all the time. It like hit you and it hit me in waves and a very delayed. Like I remember that was April. We went up, I went up to the Hamptons. My parents have a, a summer house out in Southampton that we've summered at for 30 years my dad was cremated, so I went up for 4th of July weekend. We buried him next to our two family dogs behind the pool, which is amazing because now when I go up to the Hamptons, I could like see him and hang out yeah. with him and, and talk he, to him. And he literally built that built house. Built that house. Yeah, that was like his his final like big dream had come true, and he completely renovated that house. And, and it's he did a phenomenal job with it. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. And I've I'm bl- so lucky. I've been there two times. Yeah, and it's it's very lovely. I actually met your dad there. Yes, I think we were able to have a memorial for him in September after he passed. And I would say like a few weeks to a month before that, I was feeling so anxious, like very anxious. I couldn't work. I couldn't concentrate. I obviously cried like all the fucking time. And, and I didn't like looking back, I didn't link it to his upcoming memorial and how hard that would be. But 
yeah. now I know that that's what was causing all of the anticipation. And, and I remember like we would hang out and I would cancel last minute or like I would be in a happy mood one second and then just be completely like silent and somber. And just, I, the whole backstory to this is that I am not an emotional person. I don't deal with feelings. I don't know how to feel like, and I'm not saying this because like, I want you to come back and be like, Oh Maria, no, that's not true. Like, no, this is just, I've accepted it. I'm a cold hearted bitch. My family has called me a cold hearted bitch forever. I just don't feel feelings like people. I used to get into fights with my sister and she'd cry and I'd be like, Oh, whatever. Like just move on. Right. Like, so feeling the sadness that I felt that I had never felt before was so jarring and I didn't know who I was. It was like such an identity shift. That's the only way I know how to say it. So I just knew like I needed help. I didn't know what that help looked like. So when did you actually say like, I am going to try to seek help? Um, I reached out to a good college girlfriend of mine who lost her dad probably a year before I did. And I called her one day and I was like, I am struggling. I like, especially because like when it first happens, it's so surreal it's it's unbelievable like no fucking way did he die it's shocking it's so shocking like yeah. no he's fine like you're ha- you have to literally process your- i have to remind myself daily he's not yeah. here physically uh so i called her and i was like i need help what did you, you know what did you do and she turned me on to this mindset coach nick pags i fucking love him die hard for him but he runs this mindset program. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just coaching. Remind me to side note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, put him in our show notes. Yes. In yes, case yes. anybody wants to look him up or research him in any way. For sure. And he actually has a podcast we could link it to. And I did an episode. Yeah. With yeah. Him. We'll put it in the both of those things. We yes. will put in the show notes. So he has this coaching program. It's a group coaching. He also does one on one. But I signed up for the group coaching. I remember we were on like a FaceTime or like, yeah, on the Zoom. Hashtag COVID times. We are <laughs> yes. still still in COVID because it lasted forever, mm, forever. But we were on a FaceTime and I had my video blocked. Like, and I didn't even know that I was I didn't have my face on. Right. That's how like distracted and not present I was until finally I was like, oh, fuck, you can't even see my face. So whatever. He's like, listen, I don't even know how to help you. He's not trained in grief. Nothing. He's just a mindset coach. He asks questions. He tries to get you to look at things from a different perspective. How something that you view negative could be maybe something positive. Um, How can this situation serve you? So I joined his mindset program. It started probably the week that we were having my dad's memorial. It lasted eight weeks. And I continued on like in his grad program, which is where I was starting to see more of the shift. But he would just ask me questions that would spark thoughts in my head as to why am I struggling so much with processing the grief and what I came up with after like maybe nine to 10 months of this work is they tell you grief. They tell you, you process grief in stages like anger. I don't even know what the fuck they are. Like there's seven of them or something. And so you anticipate that like after sadness, you'll go to anger. And after anger, you'll go to, I don't know, depression. I'm making this up because I really don't know what they are. But the reality is, is like 
so I was being, I don't know if it's competitive or just like type A or whatever, thinking like, okay, I'm done being sad. So now I'm just going to be angry. And then when I'm done being angry and like, I'm looking at it like a ladder and I'm going to go up to the top and then I'll be done with grief. And it's like, no, No, it didn't work. (laughs) That did not work. (laughs) And my light bulb moment was, I am always going to be sad that my dad's not here. Like, yeah, always sad is not my natural state. I'm not a sad person. Um, Like I said, I don't do well with feelings. So like being like makes me so uncomfortable. It was such like an identity shift. And I just have to acknowledge and accept that I'm a sad person. And, And that doesn't and that's not a bad thing. Right. It's how would my dad feel if not even a year after he passed, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Done grieving my dad. Like, no, that's so fucked up. He was such a great dad. Yeah. Um, I'm going to grieve him and be sad that he's not here for the rest of my life. And that's okay. And I can at the same time of being sad, be happy. And it's very weird. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I am the happiest I've ever been because I'm finally letting yourself be teaching yoga and I quit law and I am just like, I feel so proud of myself that I made that big change and I'm doing something that I genuinely love to do and it doesn't feel like work. And I know how proud of him he would be like as disappointed as he was. And like, he used <laughs> to shake his head like, what you went to law school and yeah. for three years and now you want to become a yoga instructor. And I'm like, yeah, dad, that's fucking what I want to do. But my dad also was an electrician his whole life from like high school, loved fucking being an electrician, like loved it. Yeah. And I was like, dad, how would you like working in an office from nine to five? He's like, oh God, I'd hate it. It's like, exactly. So how is it so hard for you, your child, for you to understand that this is just not my jam? Right. But we had great conversations before he passed and he totally was amped up for me and excited and happy to see me doing something that I love to do. But the point of that was I'm living in a, in a constant state of like very bittersweet. Right. Cause I am so happy and I'm so proud of myself and doing all these things that I like didn't think was even possible. And he's not here to see it. I, I want to, I, I want to point out two things just as an outsider's perspective. Um, unfortunately, my one of my best friends lost her mom when we were in college to cancer. It was like really sad and awful. I was super close to her. And her grief was so crazy. It was just a really, we were younger. And um, I think she struggled so much, but she also felt a lot of it really well. And she, I will tell you to this day, um, she still feels like this same immense, like pain and love and memory of her mom. But it's like more, I don't even know how to say like digestible, maybe like she can share and gosh, she's so much like her mom now. It's insane. Um, but like watching her go through her grief over how many years is that? Like, God. Yeah. Not to a lot of years. It's really, it's crazy to watch. Um, 
and to see her where she is with it now, which is still like, it's interesting to hear you say, like, I think I'm just always going to be sad. Um, I also, the other thing I was going to say is you, I think you're handling your grief very well as a friend on the outside. I mean, I know that's probably like a weird thing to hear, but you do tell me when you're sad and want to be alone. And you do say like, I'm having a really bad day. Um, and I don't want to pretend like I'm not and I just want to like be sad yeah and then it took which, me a while to get to that space I think right though. Yeah. and I think that that's a important thing to and I think you're the kind of person who would never like do something you don't want to do if you were not in a mood anyway but to verbally say like no I'm not having a good day today because I'm sad about my dad you yeah. know and I need to be just like alone yeah and, and I think like you don't I always struggle with being like the Debbie Downer of the group, right? I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, especially like when it's like a random Wednesday and it's two years after he passed and it's like, okay, like, but something like watching a documentary about Derek Jeter brings back so many good memories. And then you're, and then you have to like actively remind yourself that he's not here to watch that documentary or for you to call and be like, fuck dad. You like, he would just, fu- he would just die. Like, it's just, it's my dad on TV, which is amazing. But, um, yeah, it, I had to learn, I had to learn to ask for help. That's yeah. not something that's natural to me either. Like I handle a lot of my personal shit personally. And this was the first time where I actively had to be like super conscious of my feelings and, to say, hey guys, I don't know what's happening, but I just I don't feel right, and yeah. and to trust that like you guys will be my friends at the end of it, and you're yeah, not gonna and think I, I'm weird. That's an important thing too is you need a support system who will always understand. In twenty years from now, if you say I'm having a day because I miss my dad, you yeah. know where you will will be like okay, yeah, because that's fair, you yeah. know, and and my my dad lost his parents back to back older they were in their late 70s and they both died pretty like like my grandfather had a stroke and then my grandma just totally died of heartbreak we couldn't live without him and listen my dad is he's like it's more natural to lose your parents older like that yeah he still has a hard time digesting that love your dad I've had so many good conversations with him about like losing parents and he's just such like a good sounding board and always ask me how I'm doing. I just love Pat. And he, he lost them within a month of each other. And he was like, my dad was a mama's boy. Yeah. Very close to his mom. Uh, and he couldn't stand that she was heartbroken. So heartbroken when my grandfather died, but he even watching him. So if like my father is still dealing with, and this happened many years ago, still has a hard time digesting the loss of his parents yeah. at his age. You know, I can't imagine how it feels for I you. I know that's to the lose. thing. Like you just think like it's going to, you think you're going to lose your parent when you're way older. Like, yeah, my mom lost her parents when she was like in her fifties. And, and still uh, it's like for them, it's, it's still hard for them to digest. So it's, it's like their mom and dad. It's yeah. wild. And my mom's uh, mom, my, my mom's dad passed when she was three, but my, it was her and my grandmother. She passed away m- before even my dad's parents. And my dad was extremely close to her as well. Um, 
and even and my mom's just the Greek. She's just a different human. She's yeah. a different breed. She she processed her grief so differently. Uh, she has her moments, but it's very different. Like my dad still get has days where he's like, I wait, woke up really sad. I miss my parents. I miss my mom. Yeah. And it, again, like looking at my dad, he's so much older to hear him say that. It's like, wow, I just think it just never, oh, it's just never like an easy thing. And then especially when it happens like suddenly and unexpected and younger than you think, it's like you think your parents are going to live forever and they don't. Yeah. It's like, Oh God, yeah. what? Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's just a tough, it's a tough pill to digest. Tough it's pill to just, digest. Yeah. It's, and it, I'm in such a great place with it now. Like, honestly, I didn't cry this episode. We talked about it. And it's not to say that I don't ever cry. Cause I definitely do. Yeah. Like I will drive over the causeway. I will see the ocean and I will think of my dad who loves the beach. That's where I get my, my tanning <laughs> um, <laughs> obsession from. And I'm like, he, he's there. Like, I, I know he's there. I know he's around my mom all the time, which is awesome. Right. I know he's like hanging out in the Hamptons. Um, I wish I would see him in my dreams a little bit, but I think he like, I really do think he's, he pops up for my mom, which is good. Yeah. And I want, and he really does some of the stories your mom says. I'm like, okay. Yeah. This isn't like we saw like a butterfly. Like it's like, we saw some shit that was, you know, him arm hair on the arms standing up. (laughs) Yeah. Like goosebumps moments. Yeah. So that makes me happy. I want him to be around her as much as possible. Um, yeah, but I, my only, it's not even advice. I mean, I did therapy. I did the mindset work. I, tried to be as like communicative with my friends and like open with my feelings when I was feeling them. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is like grief is a forever thing, right? I think they just say like, it's a process. I don't think that's true. I think you're always going to be grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always, and that's okay. And it's okay to feel feelings as awkward and uncomfortable as that may be. Um, it really is like a before and an after I'm a different person losing my dad. Right. And that's okay. And as much as I love the person that I was before, this person is just as good. And even if she's a little melancholy and a little sad sometimes, um, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you for sharing. (laughs) And I don't like, I don't talk about it a ton. I definitely think about it all the time. And Mm -hmm. I posted about it recently, but like if there's anybody listening that is struggling with losing a parent, a pet, a sibling, oh, like whatever it is. Oh I God, know that's let's a whole not even go to pet grief. That's a whole nother <gasps> episode. But <laughs> no, no, if no, you're struggling like, or you need support, like, yeah, please. you are a super great person to reach out to. And weirdly, I, you know, one of my best friends lost her dad a little bit before you. And then another one right after it was a very weird time of like, uh, people I knew losing dads I would love to ask you before we end it yeah as a friend what would your advice be for somebody who has a friend who just lost a parent because as like the supporting friend you're always like do I ask about it or do I not yeah or do I 
even years later check in on it or do I not? Or I think, yes, what you would do. be your advice? I think you do. I think the reality is like the person that's grieving is always thinking about it. So like as the friend and I've been that friend, it's like, oh, you don't want to mention it because you don't want to bring it up and remind them. But the reality is like, like it's they're al- always there. It's always on right. their mind. Like it's the first thought I have when I wake up and it's the last thought I have. And periodically he'll pop up in my head during the day. So I think like if you feel like you want to ask how they're doing, I think you do it regardless. Like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like there's lots of like memes and posts about like, you know, people who grieve. Everybody's life goes on and like they kind of forget about you. I mean, that's okay too. Like we don't have to live in a constant state of grief all the time. But I, what I find too, and this is such a tangent or doesn't really answer the question, but like encourage conversations about like that person and memories, like how we were talking about, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the other day I FaceTimed you after the Derek Jeter thing. And I was like, this reminds me so much of my dad. And like, then you just let me talk about it and share memories of like the Yankee games we went to and the world series and like how much fun that is. And I think encouraging that conversation, because that's how for me, like I'll even say to Jaime sometimes, like I want to talk about my dad. Like yeah. I want to not live in a sad state. Like I want to, and this is me crying. I, I want to think about all the good things he did because he was such a good dad. Like yeah. he was so much fun and I have so many good memories and like the per like the woman that I am, like he, like he fucking, he like, he's like Maria and my sister, Catherine, like d- never fucking depend on a man. Like, yeah. I want you to be educated. I want you to travel. I want you to make your own money. Like your goal in life is not to get married and have babies. Like I want you to like live a full life. Like he was such a, like in a time like living in Brooklyn, New York and of his generation to have like that vision for us and his family. I admire it so much. So I would not be the person that I am without him. I want to like start talking about him more and like living in a happy space. Yeah, and tell stories of him and keep his memory fresh in your head and make sure that you're living, you know, keep on living, living for him, living with him, living through him in a way. And so he's still, you know, he's, I don't know what you believe. Oh God, we can talk about this in another episode. I don't know where we all are on religion and whatnot but I truly do believe that when people pass there is something yeah and they do send signs and they obviously the people who've imprinted the most on your life are the ones who create who we are today and your dad is obviously imprinted all of the things you just said on your life and so we want to make sure that he lives on forever and ever and ever and so the new people you meet in your life still feel like they get to know him right yeah, because so many of like you got to meet him that one time, right? But like our other friends have never met him, right? And so they could only like hear the stories. And so I just want to make sure that I keep, and it's not uncomfortable for me to talk about my dad. Like I may cry while talking about him, and right. that's okay. I think like, that will so normalize crying. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and I think if you're listening to this and you relate at all, you have a friend who's lost somebody near and dear to them, or you are, have gone through loss, whether it be 10 years ago, 15 years or last year, or even recently, um, Maria is always 
a wonderful person to chat with. Yeah. I'm going to listen yeah. if you feel like you want to talk to somebody and if you want to tell a story about somebody that you love and miss. Um and be patient with your grieving friends and be yeah, patient with yourself with yes. grieving friends cuz it's like just a weird place. So so weird. Just say how are you doing with yeah. blank and if they cry and then let them cry and if they want to tell a story let them tell a story and ask them questions cuz I think at the end of the day like we as supporters have to do more of that and just say like, well, I don't want to just like walk on eggshells, but ultimately we all know we don't want to bring up anything sad. I don't want to make you sad, but part of that grief is being sad. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you know. it's okay to be sad. Yeah. That's my big takeaway. Yeah. So, well, we, we really appreciate you listening and thank you for sharing, Maria. And Love we can you. even talk more about it later. But, um, you know, this podcast, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably going to be happy more sad. And the <laughs> happy. Yeah. Um, but no. But in all seriousness, we're here and hope that this made somebody feel less related alone. to. Yeah, less alone. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. Grief is very lonely, but just know you're not alone. Yeah. You know, so. I love that. We're here. Well, episode four in the books. That's it. Four of 300. Four of 300, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) We'll We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, next week. Okay, bye. Bye.